Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Security from Wired. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's open season for Microsoft Exchange server hacks. A patch for the vulnerabilities China exploited has been released. Now, criminal groups are going to reverse engineer it, if they haven't already. By Lily Hay Newman. A massive espionage spree by a state-sponsored Chinese hacking group has hit at least 30,000 victims in the United States alone. The exchange server vulnerabilities leveraged by the group known as Hafnium have been patched, but the trouble is far from over. Now that criminal hackers can see what Microsoft has fixed, they can reverse engineer their own exploits, opening the door for escalating attacks like ransomware on anyone who's still exposed. In the weeks since Microsoft first released its patches, the dynamic already appeared to be playing out. Analysts have seen multiple groups, most still unidentified, getting in on the action in recent days, with more hackers likely still to come. The longer organizations take to patch, the more potential trouble they'll find themselves in. While many organizations that get email services from Microsoft use the company's cloud offerings, others choose to run an exchange server themselves on-premises, meaning that they physically own and operate the email servers and manage the system. Microsoft issued patches for four vulnerabilities in its exchange server software and said in those initial warnings that the Chinese state-backed hacking group Hafnium was behind the spree. It also confirmed that the barrage hadn't stopped. Microsoft continues to see multiple actors taking advantage of unpatched systems to attack organizations with on-premises exchange server, the company said in an update. Later that evening, the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency reasserted the urgent need for vulnerable organizations to take action. CISA urges all organizations across all sectors to follow guidance to address the widespread domestic and international exploitation of Microsoft Exchange server product vulnerabilities, the agency tweeted. As bad as things are right now with exchange exploitation, incident responders anticipate that things could get even worse without action. 
There's an inflection point where this moves from the hands of espionage operators into the hands of criminals and potentially open source, says John Holtquist, vice president of intelligence analysis at security firm FireEye. That's what we're all holding our breath for right now, and it's probably currently happening. Patches are crucial to protecting organizations, but researchers and attackers alike can also use them to study an underlying vulnerability and figure out how to exploit it. That arms race doesn't detract from the importance of issuing fixes, but it can potentially turn targeted espionage-driven attacks into a destructive melee. I suspect that people are going to figure out how to exploit these vulnerabilities that have nothing to do with Hafnium or their friends, said Stephen Adair, CEO of security firm Velexity, which first spotted the exchange server hacking campaign. Cryptocurrency mining people and ransomware people are going to get into this game. Threat intelligence analysts at the security firms Red Canary and Binary Defense are already seeing indications that attackers are laying groundwork to run crypto miners on exposed exchange servers. An already tenuous situation stands to get much worse once someone publicly releases a proof-of-concept exploit, essentially providing a blueprint hacking tool that others can use. I know some research teams are working on proof-of-concept exploits for them to be able to protect and defend their customers, says Katie Nichols, director of intelligence at the security firm Red Canary. The thing that everyone's nervous about right now is if someone publishes a proof-of-concept. Researchers at the enterprise security firm Praetorian recently released a report about an exploit they've developed for the exchange vulnerabilities. The firm says it made a conscious choice to leave out some key details that would allow virtually any attacker, regardless of their skill and expertise, to weaponize the tool. The day after the report was released by Praetorian, security researcher Marcus Hutchins said that a working proof of concept had started circulating publicly. While we've elected to refrain from releasing the full exploit, we know a complete exploit will be released by the security community shortly, the Praetorian researchers wrote. The reality is that patching is a slow process for many organizations. Hackers rely on many notorious vulnerabilities that were patched years ago, but still crop up in victims' networks often enough to be useful in attacks. Some companies may not have the funding or dedicated expertise to undergo major upgrades or migrate to the cloud. Plus, critical infrastructure, healthcare, and other sectors are sometimes unable to make major system changes or move away from legacy services at all. Red Canary's Nickel says that public scans still show more than 10,000 exchange servers that are vulnerable to attack. She adds, though, that it's difficult to get a precise count. I think we're all concerned that proofs of concept are being built right now, Holtquist says. They may have some security benefit, but they will also be leveraged to target many of these under-resourced organizations. To aid organizations that can't update their exchange servers immediately, Microsoft released additional emergency fixes for old and unsupported versions. The company is heavily emphasizing, though, that these extra patches only contain updates related to the four vulnerabilities being actively exploited and do not retroactively bring those deprecated versions of Exchange Server up to date.
This is intended only as a temporary measure to help you protect vulnerable machines right now, the exchange team wrote. You still need to update. It's a fact of life that all patches are reversed to find the exploit, says Katie Masouris, founder of the consultancy Luda Security. Masouris is one of the originators of Microsoft Active Protections Program, a mechanism the company uses to give trusted organizations advance warning about vulnerabilities and attempt to get ahead of the arms race after patches go live. As incident responders work to remediate infections caused by the Exchange Server vulnerabilities and brace for a possible next wave of exploitation, they're also reflecting on the pileup of recent high-profile and widespread hacking campaigns. Before Microsoft Exchange Server, there was SolarWinds. Before SolarWinds, there was Excellion. All three are still causing ongoing pain. But while researchers emphasize that the scale and scope of these incidents are important, they hesitate to draw hasty conclusions about their larger significance. I think there's some recency bias here, because we're all living through this and we're all kind of tired and burned out, and there's a pandemic, Red Canary's Nickel says. But there have been multiple massive vulnerabilities before. Anytime there's a vulnerability in something a lot of people use, it's really bad. And as common criminals reverse-engineer their way to wielding new versions of nation-state tools, it's only going to get worse. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at Wired.com security. Technology is moving so fast, it feels like you need the latest self-driving car designed by the most advanced robot to keep up. But you don't need artificial intelligence to tell you. State Farm has surprisingly great rates on car insurance. It's the coverage you need at a price that fits your budget. No robots required. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.